Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now I'd like to share some thoughts on the subject that a lot of us might have found ourselves in already or will probably find ourselves more increasingly involved in. And that's around how to get the most out of being part of a global finance team. Particularly if you're a leader and you've got team members dotted around the world or you're looking to set this up. Um, I've been doing this, oh goodness, for at least a decade now and uh, made a few mistakes got a few things right we've had some great guest mentors on the show as well that have shared their lessons as well so i think if i could sort of formalize maybe seven tips that might be useful and i'd love to get your thoughts on it i mean particularly given that we've got so much finance talent around the world i think it'd be a shame not to have leveraged that to its best ability and help people reach their potential become more influential and have meaningful careers in finance whilst also making a effective impact for our organization's bottom lines. So the first one is we always got to come back to the organization itself and ensure that we're delivering for it. So I call it like have we got coverage of the various time zones so we can be responsive. Um, so that might mean let's say you've got a corporate HQ on say the east coast of the states. Then if you were to place team members say in Europe or eastern Europe would they be able to service that um, HQ? Or let's say if you've got uh, customers uh, sitting out over in um, Australia, then how would you ensure that you could cover those customers with say in a, in a working day time frame, let's say eight or nine hours? So that would mean you'd probably need to have resources either in Eastern Europe, Africa, Middle East, India, or perhaps on the West Coast of the States as well. And um, I suppose there's also that opens up the opportunity for cost savings, or that shouldn't be the driver, but generally it is. And you can potentially save between 50 to 70% of the cost, depending on how you want to drive the mix of your team. And again, coming back to the, the customer focus and that time zone coverage, if you're, suppose, you're supporting things like sales teams that are very much customer focused and geographic centric, then I'd suggest if they want to um, to have that finance presence then in theory you should be driving that value for them so if you're driving value for them then perhaps they should be paying for those finance resources as well to be located maybe in those higher cost customer facing type uh, locations or geographically anyway then the next point is is that when you're setting up teams and they're dotted around globally is also to try to have them in the form of a type of a hub which means that you they're not like isolated on their own that learnings can be shared across other team members particularly if you're looking to recruit and develop people so that they have a more sustainable future and a growth path within finance uh, and it allows you then to pair up and then have staff mentored but also gives them the opportunity to uh, network uh, across the, the hub itself with other teams and organizations and uh, and learn from them as well so I always encourage the setting up of hubs. So like for instance, I would have like a, a data management, a data science type hub. I might have say a bid desk hub somewhere else. I might have like an accounts hub in another country. Uh, so you can build those centers of expertise uh, and, and grow them. And I'd also sort of encourage that um, in terms of that networking and influence is to spread that um, knowledge base across not just that country hub, but also across peers around the globe, because that is the essence of what you're trying to do is bring 
diverse views, opinions, thoughts to drive better decision making. Um, also, as leaders and even as finance professionals, it's important to have uh, regular one-to-ones. I'd schedule those between half an hour to an hour every week, um, between sort of the middle three days of the week as well. Just because uh, in most countries, the working week is Monday to Friday. Although then coming back to customers, we've got some teams that work Sunday through to Thursday. And that is an advantage because let's say uh, the HQ likes their reports available on a Monday. Then you've got all of Sunday to troubleshoot if you have to. So it's actually a nice value add to have, to have team members who are flexible to work on a Sunday because it's part of the regular working week. Um, and then uh, a key point made by a previous guest mentor on the show as well, that I completely support, was you've got to get out there and develop uh, bonds with people locally. So you have to be willing to invest you know, a week in that location, depending on how many people are in the hub, at least every quarter, at least twice a year, so you can develop real human being type relationships. And um, that is often missed. And the excuse is that finance shouldn't travel. Well, typically speaking, if you're going for lower cost locations, um, there is room within the budget to afford this, particularly if the team had been all located in higher cost before. And um, it actually also adds a bit of fun. You get to experience new cultures and enhance your own thinking and challenge your own biases as well. And then just in that vein from a leadership perspective, I'd probably then go on to encourage that it's important those out in those locations, out uh, dotted around the world, in those hubs perhaps, know who they're working for in finance, appreciate their leadership. So it's very important that the, the senior leadership in finance is bought into this. So I heavily encourage skip levels so that and they just don't have to be every week, like the one-to-ones, but maybe once a quarter or twice a year, where the, the, the people in the remote locations feel interlocked with uh, leadership and finance, that they're at least visible to some sort of degree. And, and again, that balances the need to travel versus not. So some of those skip levels can be done by people traveling out as well, but more often than not, they're quite successful if they're just done over the phone too. And then finally, uh, I think transparency is key. Uh, giving people transparency into the clear uh, clarity around uh, their career paths and the potential opportunities either within that site or also uh, within the broader team or the broader peer network. Uh, so there's that opportunity for growth. Um, but also on a day-to-day -day level, um, I like people as much as, uh, I suppose there's always a risk that when people are remote, there's always that concern they're not going to be working and delivering outcomes so i guess the key is to foster results orientated workplace environment and also um, be transparent around like things like calendars every member that works with me and around me peer wise has full transparency in my calendar they see what appointments who i'm meeting and um, if there's something's private and confidential i'll mark it that way but if they need to find time with me and again, that could be tricky because they can't see me working at my desk all the time. Um, or if I'm out with a partner, they know then how to, to factor in that time to have a quick chat. And um, always have the option of, of having an urgent, if you need me, type scenario where they can contact as well. Because they can't just pop over to my office if they need me. So look, I hope you find those tips useful. Um, would love to get your thoughts this post as well. 
um, I, if you did or if you've got any others to add and I really appreciate you investing your time with us today so until next time uh, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building the strength in the numbers